G'day, you wonderful human. It's Matty C here. We love that you make time to fit us at the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show into your day, and we want to help even more fantasy football players, no matter where you're from. To do this, we need your help. If you can tell just one person this week about our show and share where you listen to us, we'd be really appreciative of the support. Testimony from you who already join us and are part of our team really does help us reach new people. Also, giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app helps more people find the show, and it's more effective than you'd think. It's free, costs nothing, and takes just a moment of your time. We'd really love if you could help us so we can keep helping more people. Now, we ain't here for a haircut. Let's get into it. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. You know, Lil Johnny in the house, as they called. That was my rapper name back in the day. Lil That'll be Johnny. the merch store this week, Lil Johnny. <laughs> no, Jotty, Jotty, like J-O-T. Aussie? Before we do, though, I've got a big sack over here. And I've also got a mailbag, so I'm going to drag the mailbag. <laughs> yeah, wait the fuck up, Mahomes. Come on, man. NFL? You guys need to take down the white whale on top, and that's physically and figuratively. <laughs> Sun's out, Wang's out. <laughs> that's the rule of my house, mate. Fantasy. This week, though, must-win game. At least Matty C will be in my ass for the rest of time about oh, this. Forever. It's going to be unbelievable. I, I will never... When, when they win. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in the mayo, man. I'm going to be eating his mayo. Oh, pause, pause. I think the best way to wrap up the season finale for the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show, the way we present it usually, is to go through where well, we stuck our fucking chins out at the start of the year through draft season <laughs> and not far after that and laid it out. Water bets. Now, this is a concept. We it's not unique to us. We've seen other podcasts do this, and um, certainly one that we've followed. All of us have followed at some point or another. Fantasy footballers pay off their bets with water, but they they like pour a cup, like six ounce coffee cup or eight ounce coffee cup. Water. We do liters over here. We're talking <laughs> literally half a gallon of water for those who come from across the sea. Yeah, they don't, they don't know what, what a, a wrong bet is. They, they, they don't know what a liter is, 100%. Like, we might as well be talking, uh, I don't know, make up a currency. We might as well be talking Egyptian pounds. But here we are. We, we talk in, in terms of, like, it, it's it's a half a gallon. It's two liters of water. It is quite a lot of water for every bet that we take on. So, we, we're not taking this lightly. This is not some, you know, Starbucks-sized cup. We're, we're going all in. And we've got... All right, I reckon there was might have been eight of them, seven or eight of them that we're going to recap here. It starts with your boys, and uh, I'm going to say your boys because Taylor and Manjot over here felt pretty bloody plucky about Amari Cooper being a top wide receiver for the year. Do, do you remember where the line was set? Wasn't it 18? Mm. I had him at 18. You guys had him at 9 and 10. We, we set the line at 13. And you guys had him at 13 last week because he came in at top 12. Him not playing last week has 100% swung that bet. (laughs) Nice. So here he is, a wide receiver 17. 227 points. And I feel like this is is fucking justice. This is justice. (laughs) Because he was like wide receiver 80 two weeks ago. So I feel like this has come up and... Yeah, oh, I, I like I said, I was just happy to see that game out of him because as soon as he got a quarterback that could actually fucking throw the ball, unlike buddy Voldemort and buddy uh, PJ Walker, 
He, he can still show that he's an awesome quarterback. Uh, I, I do have my worries, though, going into next year with Watson, like when he comes back. Cause he yes, I do. show that he can throw a long ball. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, honestly, in the end, like he, he didn't have the year that I was hoping for at all, and that's sort of what these water bets are based on. Yeah. So yeah. I agree that I, if, with it being top 13, I don't feel like he felt like a top 13 wide receiver <laughs> during the year. So, yeah, it doesn't really bother me, to be honest. I'm wearing water either way. <laughs> I mean, man, John, I am so glad he did not bail you out with that 150-point game when he had been a turd on the water all year, and I feel vindicated, mate. Yeah, I, I feel like you deserved this one, Matty. Honestly, he he was pretty shit most of the year, so, yeah. You guys pulled that out. I was going to be hot pissed, by the way. <laughs> of course. We should have. Yeah, he would have if he played that last game, but. He probably would have. He probably would have. And I would have been so cranky. Anyway, okay, so so we've settled the Amari Cooper one. And uh, I don't know. It was lucky that he wasn't top 13, but it was also lucky that he was before the week. So, I don't know. That one's kind of a weird one. Ramondre. Do you remember where we set the line on Ramondre, Taylor? Because oh, this was just man. mano a mano. This wasn't a team effort against Matty C. This was just you and me, mate. Do you remember where we set the line on him? I don't know, mate. The bloke was fucking injured for the last five weeks. So I, don't, I could have been fucking yeah. right. I could have been running back 40 and he probably still wouldn't have got it. Mate, he finished current as uh, running back 33. Yeah. We set the line at 18. And I feel like what we need to do in as seasons coming up is we need to set a caveat around injuries because um, we, we didn't. So it's a point because we've never game. seen Ramondre get hurt, right? He never yeah, entered my mind. It's like a, if it gets to like they've played eight or nine games, then changing it to like a points per game average is probably the best way to do it. But in the end, like he didn't have a great year really anyway. Like he was fine without really being like the sort of, like I, I, I knew Zeke wasn't going to help him being there, but I just didn't think Zeke was going to actually really, really hinder him. And I, I still to this day don't think he did. I just don't I agree with you. This New England mm. fucking offense was just dog shit. Like they were so oh, man. so bad. Like I I thought there was reason for at least a little bit of optimism, obviously getting rid of Matt Patricia and I, I just thought that Mac Jones wasn't this bad, but he clearly is. And they are just yeah. they were just awful from start to finish. And it's really, really hard to have a good running back in that situation. He was yeah. predicated on passes and not really in rushing work at all. Uh in the end, I weirdly the ones the most of the leagues I had Ramondre in, I actually went well in. I don't know why. I just don't think he was ever like absolutely horrible. He kind of just like, he was good. Returned rough, like he, he didn't quite return. Obviously, in the end, he didn't return value. But even when he no. I'm talking about when he was healthy, he was kind of somewhere around where you drafted him. So he, he yep. didn't like he wasn't a breakout star, but he didn't destroy you either until the end. No, I think his high watermark was at one stage he might have been in the top 10, but um, it was definitely around the range where you drafted him. And what I'm going to do here, Tay, this is not a fair loss for you, and and I wouldn't have won this if he stayed healthy. And I'm just going to say, gentlemanly, we just we just pardon this bet because I think hey, it's not fair I'll on you to lose it. it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I, I don't think it's fair on you to lose it considering he – if. Uh, if healthy, he, he returns the top 18 finish. So I don't deserve to win it. You probably don't deserve to lose it. And I'm going to pardon it. Yeah, okay? Thanks, mate. You're a great guy. The fact that I'm probably true. wearing a shitload of water anyway probably helps do that. But okay. uh, 
Yeah, I think um, you, you're right. I think in the future for some of this stuff, I think we do need to have some like points per game yeah. set up with it. But anyway. Or just yeah. uh, if the guy's going to miss this many games, the bet's got to be off or, or whatever it is, yeah. you know. So so yeah, I, I think that's pushes. the right call here. Do, do you agree, Manjot, as a, a neutral yeah. in this? Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a bit unfair that Maddie would win it on a technicality. So it's a yeah. dumb way to win, and it doesn't belie the analysis. And I mean, I was in every other way wrong, and Taylor was in every other way right. But because the guy got hurt, I don't deserve to wear the water. So I, I think for Taylor, wear the water would also be unfair. I'm, I'm willing to just let, let's call that one a bygone. And uh, let's look at Tampa Bay wide receivers. Oh, God. <laughs> Manjot, you're a big believer in Mike Evans. Top oh, 10 man. wide receiver, Top Mike 10 Evans. Wide receiver. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know I'm a big believer in Mike Evans. I, man, that Mike Evans take was feeding families out there, honestly. Like, the dude was just cooking, like, week in, week out. I, I don't know. This is the best Mike Evans season of all time. It, like, I mean, he had a, he, he finished wide receiver too, but this is his second best with a wide receiver seven. He finished wide receiver two when he was like 2016. Yeah, I was right, 2016. But apart from that, this was his best finish of all time. So not only did I win this bet, I just fucking killed yeah. it. Mike Evans had his best he, season. He might have honestly been... Unlucky for us not to mention him as a fantasy MVP, honestly. Oh, like, I didn't where, think he about was, it. where he was getting drafted and he was just getting left for dead this year. Like, it, it honestly, I would like to see again the stats of people that had him. I think a lot of people, I know Simon Quinn went back to back in Sizzle and Quinny's league, and uh, I know he had him. He had the Baker, uh, Mike Evans stack. Are you kidding? Um, yeah, it just carried him all fucking year. Like it's wow, because Mike Evans was getting drafted like what right receiver thirty range. Like he was yeah. just yeah, he was left for dead. So we had like he and Goldwyn in that late twenties range, both. Yeah, and yeah. I would just say I didn't draft Goldwyn anywhere. And thanks, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that was so bad. Oh my god, win. My god, lose. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> God, not win. So, Tay and I eat a wide receiver 30, finish 197 points plus some change. But Manjot gets only wide receiver 7 finish on the year from a guy we were drafting in the late 20s. 277 points. Manjot, gloat, gloat. Do it now. He's just 30 seconds. Oh, man. No, we'll just call that a pardon, eh? That was, you know, that wasn't very, that was pretty close. <laughs> yeah, we're pardoning this one? Nah, man, two, two liters of water Probably get double did water. not go. Yeah, yeah did not My go. My kids are like thrilled that. about this. Wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me your kids are going to get the, the opportunity to dump water and not me? Yeah. Come on. And because they live here. Come on, man. I live like a stone's throw away. I can surely climb <laughs> one day. All right. I'll say the Godwin get... one for you, okay? <laughs> All right. Thank God. Okay. Thank God. Okay. Thank God lost in this one. No, no. Okay. okay. We'll save the Godwin one for you. All right. All right. Because that was pretty emphatic. Mate, speaking of emphatic, uh, Dak Prescott will be a top 10 quarterback in 2023. Taylor oh, says yeah. no. Manjot says something different. Yeah, I said yes, man. And look at him. Top. Four quarterback, yep, number four. In fact, four. let's update that. He's three. He's three. Three, yes, thank you. Yeah, man, uh, he just went off again. I mean, 
and again and again after his bye week. Taylor probably was winning like a million easily one. Million to one odds <laughs> you're winning in the first few weeks. And then he kept clawing his way back. Traditional style, man. Traditional manjot sort of way. Just clawing his way back, never giving up sort of attitude. So, look, Dak Prescott, my respect grew for you more. <laughs> so, at the moment, Taylor would have been out on the Amari Coop one, would have lost the uh, the uh, Ramondre one, definitely yeah. lost the Godwin one, is losing the Dak one. Tay, have you got floaties, mate? <laughs> I'm going to need them, mate. going to need them. Uh, I just want to point out, though, yeah. If if you drafted Dak, you were in deep shit. Like if you had seriously yeah. gone with him in those first six or seven weeks, you would. I, I, I guarantee there was someone that was zero seven with with Dak. Like oh it my, wasn't yeah. a good draft pick. Like it really wasn't. Like unless you hung with him, like, unless you somehow made it to like three and four or two and five and held on to him and then held it, like. That this is what I say every year, though. I'm like, just because someone finishes at a certain thing, it's actually why I pulled out of the Brees Hall one, is because yeah. I, I just feel like just because someone finishes a certain way, it doesn't mean they were a good draft pick. Or I could also say the same thing about another one that was to me, Manjot, that I'm going to talk a lot about. And yeah. I don't care that I'm wearing water. I literally am going to wear water for possibly my best pre-draft process call I've ever made. It's, it's that's how crazy <laughs> these water bets can be. Yeah, I mean, Manjo definitely deserves to follow this one up because uh, he was on the duck wagon very early. And uh, Tay, you and I weren't. I was not bullish enough to stick my neck out the way you did. Um, but yeah, things all changed after their bye week. And uh, Manjo, yeah, I you just believe you called it as a buy low at the right yeah. time. Yeah, you, you guys did it. say that too. I did it's believe actually my best call of the year. Yeah, preseason though, you look at the weapons he got, like Cooks and that. Like, he got them. Jake Ferguson, my boy, obviously, came in clutch as well um, and really developed. But really, it was CD that just came in. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, CD Lamb's going to be that sort of guy um, for, for Dak. And I just think, really, yeah, I was just believing in the offense changing and, you know, all of that shit. I just, I just really believed in. Dak, and I thought his offense really grew this year. So, honestly, boys, yeah, I had a feeling it was not looking great at the start. But, you know, I stuck with it, and thankfully it came through. Dead, man, and in spades, because he doesn't finish as a top 10 quarterback. He finishes third. So, like, that was not in doubt from quite some distance. Next one, I had hung on to the lead in this one right up until the last week. Oh, Big Devonta Smith versus Debo Samuel bet, and they were getting drafted <laughs> miles apart. Um, the Debo was getting drafted well ahead of um, of Devonta Smith, and and I was a big proponent of this because I was always of the belief that you get so much of AJ Brown's production when you draft Devonta Smith without having to pay AJ Brown prices, and um, and I, I said the same thing against him and and Debo, and I was wrong, 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 wrong. He finishes as wide receiver 16 to Debo's wide receiver 14. Debo missed some games. This could have been much, yeah. much wider of a gap, Manjot. That's what I was that's what I was thinking when I looked at it. I I was I was really hoping Debo came through last week. 
because he missed a couple games. I was like, Maddie's not going to let me get pardoned. I know that. He's not pardoning <laughs> me the way he pardoned Taylor. He's just going to take mm. this W. But, you know, yeah, look, I-, I didn't know pardons were a thing until, like, just then. So, honestly, I would have called for a pardon. But, look, Debo doing it in less games. Definitely, I'm not pardoning this one. I'm sorry, Maddie. I know it was close, uh, but I'm not pardoning it. I don't expect you to do I think you should take the W on this one because, um, you know, Devonta Smith leaves this last game early, which is also, you know, that, that's the risky play, right? You know, you, you missed Debo for a couple of games. I missed this guy for, you know, a whole bunch of the game that would have mattered in the balance of this coming into a week where there was about a point difference between them coming into the week. It means that um, Debo wins by about 11 points. And, and I kind of think, well, that's probably justice because it turns out Debo was the wide receiver too for the San Francisco 49ers this year. And he was, my point here was that the second receiver on the, from the Eagles was going to be worth more than the number one receiver on the 49ers. That was the point I was going for. And I was yeah. wrong because one and two for the 49ers finished ahead of the Eagles number two. So so I deserved to lose this, even though we were all going to this expecting Debo was going to be the number one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, except for me, I think I said Ayuk was going to be number one, like for a lot of the lot of the time anyway. So yeah, I, I wasn't too wasn't too upset with what I I was going on with the Niners situation or the off season. I think I was I was pretty bullish on everyone, honestly, in that offense. I was like, yeah, I, I'd draft any of them, even Debo, and I think Debo is the lowest I was on. Like I, I feel like Debo did cost me a couple leagues to be fair. So he wasn't like the best, but yeah, he wasn't exactly like yeah, he wasn't exactly the worst either. So yeah, he had Ayuk you know, at thirty one. I'm I'm not sure I can give you the you thought Ayuk was gonna finish higher. Oh uh, yeah, well I I, I don't thought, think I can give you that. I thought Ayuk was better value though. That's I think that's what I was meant to say. Yeah, I thought Maybe. I thought Ayuk was better better value in, in my like he had a bold take on our bold take show that he was going to be like top 15 or something oh yeah he, he did finish top it was top 12 i said at the end because you guys said it wasn't bold enough so it was like top 12 or something it was pretty close pretty damn close yeah definitely uh from from preseason, i definitely can't give you that you were uh, hoping for a new bed in that but definitely we came out with some bold takes and you were all over iuk and uh and man it turns out certainly I ate a whole bunch of uh, IU brilliance the week you and I played in the content team league. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely not going to back away from that. You had some IU love, uh, but yeah, look at wide receiver 14 Debo outscores Devonna Smith. So I, again, get to taste a whole bunch of water on. Well, I think that was a really spicy bet. That one looked really great all year long that that was going to be to and fro. And I like that that one came down to the last week. That, that was a lot of fun. That was great. Yeah. That was 100% great. Say, your best call of the year. Talk us through it. (laughs) Best call of my life, honestly, probably. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Seriously, I was out on the biggest limb. Like, I had nothing but, like, hate thrown at me by saying that David Montgomery was going to be the lead back in this team, especially in the first half of the year. I just couldn't understand it. Like, everything you saw the year before was... Basically, the, the the goal line back getting all the work. You wanted the guy having all the rush attempts behind this offensive line. 
you just saw it the year before with Jamal Williams. I didn't understand why it wouldn't just be happening again with David Montgomery. In the first like eight weeks, it was exactly what happened. Like to the absolute T. Every Jameer Gibbs owner and everyone in the fantasy community was losing their shit. Like every like the everybody <laughs> real and stuff was about Jameer Gibbs not getting any touches. The yeah. only thing that saved his fantasy year was the fact that David Montgomery got injured. Then all of a sudden Gibbs was actually able to show what he could do. Again, yeah. I never had an issue with Gibbs's talent. I thought he was going to be awesome. Like I said, again, I had him the highest out of all three of us in the preseason. Yes. I, I thought he was going to be good too, but I just didn't. I, it was more about the value of Montgomery more so than I thought that Gibbs wasn't going to be great. It, it, I just didn't understand why there was such a huge disparity between the two when I thought Montgomery would have way more carries. And, and, and in the end, that's what happened. The first eight weeks, it wasn't even close. To me, that's the kind of people I draft. I would rather draft the guy that has a mm. really good first half of the year than a good second half of the year because I know that I can make moves at the right times. I'd make yeah. lots of trades. I do a lot of waiver wire pickups. I don't believe you win your league at the draft. I know it's a saying, but I 100% believe it because of the amount of moves I make in every league every year. Uh, I just... I just feel like Montgomery was leaps and bounds a better draft pick than Jameer Gibbs because I don't know where you were after eight or nine weeks if you were drafted Jameer Gibbs at the back of the second, uh, but I can't imagine it was great. Yeah, considering where you drafted Montgomery, right? Montgomery, I think I got him in the eighth in uh, yeah. the league that I'm in the final in Isaac's league. He, he was going in sixth and sevenths. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Crazy value. No one Honestly, Honestly, though, I, I feel like Taylor should be rewarded. I think I think we should split the water on this one, Taylor. I think half water each. You know, for your first half of the season being correct, me Look, second. Look, I know, I know I'm getting mercy put on me because how much water I'm wearing, but I'll take it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Half and half. Okay. I just feel bad. I just feel bad. You know, I feel like we should split this one half and half because, I mean, first half of the season, you're right, but then second half, I was right. So I think... In that sort of sense, I think it's I think it's only fair, like, you know, we, we split this one. So yeah, yeah, totally. So it's like a half pardon, not like the full one Maddie gave. But <laughs> yeah, I like gave a full pardon. I think that was only fair there, but this one I just yeah, because the bet is who will have the most points and touches. So we're combining the two in twenty twenty three. So Taylor says Taylor was really skeptical on me with the touches part too. I, I included that because I was I was fairly certain Gibbs was gonna get somewhere towards the end of the season. But yeah, yes. thankfully thankfully came out on top. I know it took an injury, so you know, can't fully gloat, but yeah, totally, totally happy with this one either way. See the touch number though? 225 for Monty, 224 for Gibbs. Woof. <laughs> That's close. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was yeah, absolutely was, you know, just the absolute bee's dick sort of thing. Yeah, 100%. And a bunch of those touches to Taylor's point come in that month where Montgomery's dead. Every week of that month, Gibbs, top five running backs. So that that's the value that he adds. But funny, the minute Montgomery's back, that role diminishes for Gibbs and and the trust of the team goes back into Montgomery to pick up the lion's share of that. That's right. I said the lion's share. Oh, um, man. <laughs> but, You've but had a fun Gibbs we had with that shit. Work. Yeah. Yeah, we had so much fun with that shit earlier in the year. 
Oh, when we said the line share, oh man, that was one of my favorite lines of the whole <laughs> so year. The I don't know why. Was that the show Mark was on too? Yes. Mark was on- yeah, fuck. That so we was, talked about that the dolphin right. share. <laughs> oh, yeah. We tried to, like, what was it? The Viking share? Was oh, the Viking share? We basically moved it to every team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I had to create the reel for that drop. That's why I remember it so, so well. funny. And it was like, yeah, I, I created all the images on that shit. And it was like the, oh, Levis and the Mayo as well. <laughs> Levis and the like, Mayo and the Banana. That was, that was one of our best weeks, honestly, of the whole was, year, for sure. But it was pretty think, early on. Yeah, for sure. It was a great week, Maddie. Gosh. Yeah. More water bets, though. Yeah, there's a couple left. And, and this is one where it's just Taylor and I head to head because we were uh, diametrically opposed on Dallas Got It. Oh. I actually had in my mind for most of the year that I had the line set as a top nine tight end. And I wasn't right. It was a top six tight end. But even then, if it was nine anyway, which is where I had him ranked, it would have come up because of how long Got It's been out with that broken forearm. He winds up at tight end 12, Tay, yeah. which after a month off, Given how tight end scores, he, he's probably fine if he plays all of it. But because uh, of line six, I'm, I'm not going to give you the reprieve that I did with Ramondre. And you're going to have to eat the water on this one, mate. <laughs> sorry, mate. Ah, sorry. Right. Tight end. It was fucking stupid to take a tight end anyway. I'll be honest. Like, I remember like halfway through the year, you I, I completely forgot it. It even was a thing. <laughs> you, you brought it up. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Completely yeah. forgot about that. The um, what I think was interesting about it too is that you know for a while there you're really on the Ertz in the early part of the year, and I was kind of like, oh, actually that might have been the better bet for him, and then Ertz completely fell off the the wagon, and I just wound up as a free agent, and and so much time in IR where I thought, oh, actually after how much you've been into Ertz, I was surprised that wasn't the bet, but. Um, with this one, got it. He just spent so much time injured. We won't spend a heap of time on it. If it was the line of the line had been nine, then I think I would have just been like, oh fuck, cancel it. But because you'd set the line so high, and we'd agreed on six, I'm just going to make you eat the water just to teach you a fucking lesson. So weird. I'm looking at his game logs. I'm assuming it's because there were so many tight end surprise this year. Like it actually yeah. had a lot of guys like rookies and stuff like that actually. Like, because I'm looking at his game logs, it really isn't a bad year. Like, it's okay. But it's eight, nine, 27, 18, nine, seven. Like, even his bad games are like seven and eight points. Like, it's really, really like if I'm just looking it's at this, the IR. I know, I know, I had him for a while. Um, well, I've got him as my tight end in the final this week. Uh, I don't feel like I was ever like completely like sad about having him but like you said it was the four week IR stint from yeah. well, 10 onwards that probably hurt his chances but yeah I don't know it's just yeah it's got him as a tight end 11 on this scoring format it, I love yeah, I'm okay. fine I, again I'm fine what I don't, it doesn't really bother me but I'm yeah. not sitting there hating the call because I understood why I did it I had him ranked at nine and I'm like, yeah, that's right. And you're like, no, he's better than that. And you're probably right. But because he missed so much time, we set the line at six. I'm like, well, fucking taste it, mate. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's, it's brutal, brutal justice. The last one we've got is between Manjot and I. And I, I, I look back at this one and I just go, what are you doing, Matty C? But we had Brees Hall will be a top 16 running back in 2023. And I felt really pretty oh, confident. Man. That Dalvin was just going to be more of 
a guy. This was this was 100% the Ezekiel Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson bet a second time with a different team. And, uh, mate, I got embarrassed in every single way. I'm glad I clawed my way out of this bear trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Running back six on the year, Matty? No, yeah. higher. Oh, my. Yeah, four. Four. That's yeah. right. My boy. Yeah, man. I, I mean, oh, Brees Hall, he came in clutch in the playoffs. After yep. that, I was like, yeah. Set, All passing set, game. Set. He was fucking awful on the ground. <laughs> and that's not his fault. Like, his offense. He's got line. the fucking Dog. worst O-line. Yeah, he's got. Imagine so him with, like, a great O-line, though. Yeah. Like, that, he could be running back one or two. Like, that is insane. He's got insane talent for his Yeah. And that's what I was really banking on when I was making this call. I was just really looking at the talent. I just was like, yeah, this guy, even if he's not in the best of situations, I I just think, you know, when you look at him last year as well in 2022, when he was was on shit offense but still did well, like, before injury – I was like, yeah, the talent's there. He's going to do well no matter what. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to put him as running back 11 in my rankings. And then Matty says the line is 16. I was like, yeah, fuck, I got this, you know. <laughs> I was like, I was so confident in Brees being like nearly top 10 this year. I was like, even like, because th- I know there was like skepticism about, oh, he's going to be rushing back so early from, you know, the ACL and all of that. I was like, no, I got this, man. I got this. He had a little wobble in the preseason, which which dented all of us. I think we came into the season and where we froze our preseason ranks. You had him at 19. You were clearly higher than the rest of this man job. But Tay and I had him at sort of 23, 24. And I was really on that line. I think you had him at 19 as like his downside, oh, I, but but you were yeah, more yeah, plucky yeah. than that number and you kind of had to rank him there because he had a little wobble in the preseason. So well, that, Cook, that was it. Because when Cook signed, I wasn't so sure about him, so I downgraded him a bit. I had him at 11 initially and then I downgraded him a bit. Yeah. But now I remember. Yeah, so... Yeah. Kind of, that was it. You had yeah. a wobble on him, and I'm like, oh, oh, you, you're even starting to agree with me. I'm, I'm loving this line, and and yeah, I no. still took the bet anyway. I was like, fuck yeah. it, why not? And you were damn and I literally right. Literally so, said he would be around thirty halfway through the year, and that he'd come home like a steam train in the second half of the year. That's why I pulled out of the bet, and it's pretty much exactly what happened. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So what I learned from Manjot this year is be optimistic because Manjot made so many optimistic bets. And he was on the right end of almost all of them, and he ducks a ton of water. But Tay, you and I, uh, we're a lot more like nine, nine. The guy is not going to meet that line, and we are eating a bunch <laughs> of water from being too pessimistic, mate. Pretty much, yeah. And like in the end, yeah, over an entire season, you just got to give credit to Manjol. He did really, really well with those picks. Yeah. Um, I-, I would just like implore everyone though to remember that, like, you don't win fantasy at the start like and, yeah. and, and yeah. in the pudding you got to get your draft right but then it's all about picking the guys up at the right times it's about trading and getting the right values and stuff like that it really is all about that like you said like look at Dak for an example like he probably had guys at 0 and 6 like he was so bad in the first six weeks but over an entire season he he was great and going into next year that's also why you need to have a deeper dive into 
where guys finished because sometimes like it actually is just from a ridiculously good second half of the year or a ridiculously good first half. Like yeah. you've got to actually delve into the numbers and work out consistency because sometimes like the numbers at the end of the year don't actually tell the full story. So yeah, they look in, in the end, I was, there were just so many of those things that I got 100% wrong and Manjot got right. There's just no, no other way to say yeah. it. His optimism definitely paid off. So, quick recap here. Amari Cooper, the uh, pessimism paid off for me on that one just because the line was a bit weird there. Top 13, and I win that one. But, uh, Ramondre, we're going to can that one. Uh, but at this point, Taylor and Manjot are each eating a two litre of water for the Amari one. We're canning the Ramondre one. Godwin, oh, my God. Manjot is going to just enjoy the shit out of pouring two litres of water on me. Tay, you might get your kids to do that to you for that one. <laughs> Dak as a top 10 uh, quarterback. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So, so Manjot wins that one. Taylor's eating the water on that one. Uh, Montgomery with more touches and points than Gibbs. Of course, Tay's eating the water on that one as well. But it's going to be half a half. You're going to both share it. Manjot playing the gentleman's call there, and he's going to eat half of Taylor's water. Uh, I'm not going to be so generous with Goddard, who was meant to be a top six tight end. Tay, sorry, you're eating all the water on that one. And our last one here is Bruce Hall. I deserve the water on that one, and I am going to try and smile while my kids pour that one on me, Manjot. I, I really will. Oh. That is that is our water bets for this year, and I think what yeah, I've definitely learned is uh, don't be so much of a prisoner to what's happening in draft season. We are great at draft season as an analytic bunch, but um, Manjot has definitely got a longer view than you and I on a lot of these, Tay, and uh, and I definitely have learned that from Manjot this year. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm against Manjot. Is that the lesson now? No, yeah. I might try and bet on the first four weeks or something. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, so, it's so true, though. You're right, Matty. They like, don't all have to be season long. I don't I don't think I do look at season long, and it's just not the way I play fantasy. I, I, I like to do it in blocks because I know I'm going to be so aggressive with trades and, and moving people on and stuff that I don't even think about like what a player is going to be doing at the end of the year because – I like to do it on values and and move my team around so much. So I, I do need to actually start looking at that if I am going to do a water bet over an entire season. Is what could these guys like? Yeah. I always like to learn. Like again, like there's been so many of these things that I've sort of been winning in that that I don't really feel like I learn any lessons. So it's actually good for this because I just got absolutely destroyed. I can actually take some lessons from that and go, all right, how could I be better at that next year? Because yeah, I definitely yeah. wasn't looking at a full season projection for a lot of these guys. I know some of it was unlucky with injury in that, but yeah, a lot of it was like I felt like I got calls right earlier in the year and everything just completely turned on its head for a lot of my goals in the second half. Uh, I think yeah. what I've learned too is uh, one – Water bets don't have to be season long and we don't have to make them all at the start of the year. Two, <laughs> I'm actually going to go after some of you fuckers for one week water bets. Just like, right, you oh, think yeah. that guy's going to have a great well, week. I will water bet you this week and we'll and, and that'll give us some it's stuff true, to do through the like, year. If we do it on smaller like scales, we're going to do more. Because <laughs> like, yeah. like, all right, the first month of the year, let's do these. And then we could actually revisit it in the, in the actual podcast during the year. And 100%. Hundred percent, because like your Brees Hall thing, if you're like, well, I say he's going to be outside the top thirty for the first five weeks, yeah. that probably would have won you something. You know, that's so, also uh, probably yeah. more relevant for draft season. Like 100%. to actually say, hey, this guy's going to yeah. be like this in the first four weeks. Um, that's actually going to mean more for people in drafts than like, hey, this guy's going to do this over an entire year. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I think we've all learnt stuff from this year's Waterbet uh, slate. And Manjot, you're going to feel very good about yourself because you are clearing away the winner of this segment by distances because hey. Taylor and I are going to be learning to swim, for fuck's sake, with the amount of water <laughs> we're going to take. Oh, yeah. I saw Maddie taking swimming lessons this week yeah. or, like, like just doing sw- yeah. more swimming classes. Le- learning week. to swim. Let's call it what I it was, is. I-, <laughs> I was doing that in the off-season. I think you boys yeah. have already started training. I was prepping for this, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I can see the writing on the wall. So, that you know, new year, new me. Uh, I have to get familiar with water. So, that's it. Oh, man. Maddie's becoming a triathlete at this point. Yeah. Well, mate, with this much water, I might as well also learn how to cycle. So, why not? (laughs) I'll get the Horace Grant goggles out. Thinking about it, my kids have got uh, those nice broad goggles, which aren't, you know, per eye. They're like an entire, like, glass shield. I I might do that. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Whether that share of is of nothing, we'll wait and see, but I just don't know. Dog shit cake nothing. argument again. <laughs> I just, exactly, yeah. You just always revert back to the shit cake, but in this case, I'm going to take the side of the shit cake because I don't know what James Cook is. Let's wrap this puppy up. We are at the end of our Week 18 show, and I'm going to lead off the thank yous real quickly by firstly thanking my brother from another mother man job. Mate, you've grown up so much as a fantasy analyst this year, and you've been the voice of Australian Gridiron this year. You've been to... What was uh, initially meant to be a national championship that became a state challenge. You then commentated the ACT's first win in forever here against the visiting South Australian Sharks team. You are going to Queensland to commentate their big finals campaign. Mate, uh, all my praise to you for everything you've done in Gridiron this year and for spending the time with Taylor and I on this show for a second straight year, mate. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, well, yeah, Queensland, unfortunately, the offer didn't. Didn't, didn't go through, but, you know, appreciate Queensland for inviting me out. It's just, yeah, things didn't go through. Wasn't sure what happened, but, yeah, just things didn't go through. But hopefully the ACT team takes me on to Queensland anyway for the flag nationals that are coming up in May. I saw the announcement this week. So, you know, there's still more opportunities out there. This game's only growing here. So really excited. Uh, massive thank you to you boys as well. You know, I've just really enjoyed being on the podcast this year. I know I got a lot going on outside the podcast, and you sure sometimes do. I, sometimes yeah, we all do. But sometimes I don't feel like I prepare as much as you boys. But you know, I still hang in there. I think my natural like football knowledge just just sometimes helps me. So I'm just glad for that. Glad that you know I can talk shit with you guys. Talk shit with. Um, you know, Ian and Brad as well. Um, have you guys join us there? You know, it's going to be really fun next week as well. Having you, hundred percent, hundred percent. I also want to extend thanks to you, Taylor, because two things: one, Taylor wins. Well, pretty much everything. He, he lost a few things this week, but it is no surprise because I don't know anybody in the fantasy sphere in Australia who puts in as much research and time as Taylor does. And um, mate, you've you're definitely in a position where, you know, you just – you you spend the time on it so you get the rewards from it, but you practice what you preach and you put it into practice in your leagues and you, you garner the the results from that too. 
but you also do it while avoiding so many natural disasters in fig tree, which only makes it all more impressive. So <laughs> oh, I'm just yeah. I'm just in awe of you, mate, and uh, I'm glad you spend your time with an idiot like me. We need to get the list out of uh, all the natural disasters that came out through fig tree. It's just uh, just a crazy, crazy year, mate. But um, again, I, I'll, I'll just I'll thank you guys separately. Like, thanks, me and John. Like the amount of time you got you spent on pods like is is just yeah. unbelievable like it's oh it's man. crazy that you could actually bring what you do to our podcast because you're doing so much more and uh obviously all your social media stuff and everything but it's always just been great to have a different sort of mind on this me and maddie obviously a bit more aligned with the fantasy stuff but you bring a, a different perspective to all of it and and it just helps both yeah. of us and helps everyone listening and just just wanted to say a huge thanks to you mate but Oh, Matty, like you, I, I say this every year, like I say it about Astro and I say it about the podcast, like it's only as good as, you know, the time either the commissioner or the person obviously doing the editing in this situation puts into it. And like you're absolutely amazing, mate. Like this podcast wouldn't be oh, where you. it is without you. Uh, and cool. so I just wanted to give you an, a, a huge thanks, you know, like I said, I, I, I put in all this research and everything, but it would be for absolutely no reason if you weren't doing what you do. So Thank you so much, mate. Thank you to your family for giving you the time to actually do that. Uh, I'll say thanks to my family for giving me the yes. time that oh, uh, yeah. I put in. Um, you know, obviously, even time that I'm spending researching often has been time where I'm at home as well. So just a huge thanks to them because they probably put up with a lot of crap from me during the fantasy, fantasy football during the year. But yeah, just thanks to you guys and, and thanks to the family and thanks to anyone that listens. Um, anyone yeah, that big thanks. takes any of the advice that I give or any of us give and and if we like us always say, if we can just help any like one person, then we feel grateful. So just thank you to everyone. Yeah, mate. I'd also like to double down that to say thank you to everyone who has found us and and I'd like to get you to put out the call. If you are in a position where you're in a league where you've found us and we've benefited you, tell some people, uh, especially if you're not in the league you're in. Uh, that'd be great because you want to preserve where you're at. But um, also, I just think, you know, Aussies playing NFL fantasy football, we're not the biggest community in the world. Um, so the more of us who are engaged with each other, the better. You can find us all over the social media too. And I think the best thing you can do immediately is go and find you're obviously an NFL fan. Go and find Get A Gridiron at Get A Gridiron, Get A Gridiron on Instagram, oh, sure. Facebook. Find them on Spotify. Indulge in that because Brad is an incredible football mind and he has spent his whole life coaching football. Ian, new to football in terms of his uh, his discovery of it, but an incredible analytic mind. And, of course, you've met Manjot if you've been with us for any period of time. So go and find Get A Gridiron. They are the best brothers in NFL analysis that we could have ever hoped for. If you are more on the fantasy end of it too, I'd like to thank my brother too, Dynasty Mark, over at the oh, Dynasty yeah. podcast as well because uh, No Huddle is it's it's on its way up. It's a new podcast. It hasn't been around for very long. It hasn't had the greatest opportunity to pour a heap of effort into it yet, but his mind is fantastic for it. And he's going to feature with us through this next month, and we will have him through our show as well through the off-season. So go and find Dynasty Mark as well, at Dynasty Mark, um, but also at No Huddle 
uh, fantasy as well. The last one I want to thank before I wrap up is Dr. Goodcall because he has been keeping the oh, team's yeah. bills up for me and I am forever grateful. Um, <laughs> I'm not the only person in this household who's grateful for the penis bills as well. So thank you, Dr. Goodcall, <laughs> wherever you are, wherever you are. <laughs> Shout out, mate. I know we took shots at each other, but, uh, you know, thank you for being on the podcast. <laughs> Is there anyone else you guys want to thank? Because now I'm done. Oh, yeah. Thanks to the good ground boys. Of course, I'll thank them, you know, um, in person. But, yeah, always enjoy talking to Brad and Ian every week. Just why I want to put that out there. Shout out to Maddie and Ian who edit all this shit. As someone who does, like, editing myself in a different sort of way, uh, yeah, editing's fucking hard. So let me be honest, these boys deserve all the credit in the world um, for editing our shows, listening to our shit again, and just like, yeah, getting <laughs> everything right. I think our audio production this year has been great. I think our network, you know, our first year together has been amazing, yeah. I would say. I Agreed. would say amazing, sure. Like, we got big goals. I think we're, we're only... I'm going to say it. We had an amazing year, but we're only like halfway through getting getting our goals. So yeah. I, I think yeah, maybe not even halfway. I think the sky's the limit. So honestly, everything everything's possible for the network. I'm very excited, boys. So yeah, can't wait for another season. Can't wait for the playoff shows. Those playoff shows are coming thick and fast. So you're going to find from here, it's going to be a G'day Gridiron every week. Just kind of like what you used to, but there's also going to be an Aussie NFL fantasy. And we are going to be doing a big bumper fantasy draft on our show every week from here. We are 86 shows into our season run. We've got at least another four or five left. So we're going to get across 90 and we thank you for sharing all that time with us again. Fellas, I'm going to let you go to bed because uh, Australian Eastern time, it is a ridiculous time in the morning. And uh, I know Taylor's working while Manchot and I aren't at the moment. So we need to let him go to bed again. Last time around, thank you to the both of you from the very bottom of my heart for all of the effort you guys have put in to make the show what it is this year. And I'm just forever appreciative. Thank no, you. Me too, mate. Thank you guys. All right, fellas, get to bed. And uh, from all of us here at Aussie NFL Fantasy, we'll hopefully catch you through to the NFL playoffs. But uh, hooroo from Matty C. Hooroo. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Man, Jot, how did your week go, mate? Oh, my week went better. Better than you, Matty. Impossible not to talk about Poopa, 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 Nakua, <laughs> Pokemon guy. Let's go with that. Aussie? Man, that Mike Evans take was feeding families out there. Nah, stop this. I'm researching my fucking ass off this week. NFL? And he has finished above guys like Mark Andrews, who died. Hawk, who died. Kelsey, he's playing, but you wouldn't know. It looks like he died. Fantasy. I had him ranked at nine, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. And you're like, no, he's better than that. And you're probably right. But because he missed so much time when we set the line at six, I'm like, well, fucking taste it, mate. <laughs> this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Look, second place definitely is the place to be. 